please have your attention. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Hey, this is not a test. This is rock and roll. You're a duly appointed federal marshal. Like this guy right here. Good morning, Charlie. Handsome, and he's probably a dummy. And then this guy. I don't know how to put this. He's short and insecure. I'm kind of a big deal. Oh, that's a hell of a good project. Au revoir! Shushala! <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Now it gets really interesting. And go to our podcast listeners from around Australia. You are listening to Zach and Charlie. We're too young to fail here on Sin 90.7. Scan on. Shout out to all the uh, school leavers. You've got your ATAR. It's all over. Congratulations to those of you who have achieved their goals. Unlike myself, who did not. Don't worry. Won't matter in about six days. Everyone stops talking about it. You go on living your life, doing whatever you set your mind to. Now, for us 20-somethings, this is a time for festivals, Christmas parties, and summer vibes all round. Just like my main man, Charlie King. Charlie, how are you, mate? G'day, mate. Pleasure to be here. Uh, what an exciting show we have ahead. Slightly disappointing, this will be our second last show, at least for the season, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. I've had what could only be described as an action-packed weekend down in Meredith at the 26th Meredith Music Festival. I will touch on the finer details later on in the show, but for the listeners at home, I highly recommend sticking with us because this festival guide is not to be missed. Wait, not only that, mate, but we've got a bloody delicious breakfast in our stomachs right now. We just shared it with a food blogger, cultural journalist, Mrs. That's What I Call Melbourne herself, Beth Yeoman. She's going to be joining us in a few short minutes to talk about her journey into the journalism industry, maybe passing on some advice out there to those out there who are seeking a career change. And I uh, think the three of us should maybe give a little review on the breakfast we've just shared, the delicious culinary experience on this fine Thursday morning. Cannot wait for that, mate. I've got a few suggestions for Beth and the Australian food industry and general myself. But first up, <laughs> we've got some Kate Renata for you. You're with Zach and Charlie, Sin 90.7. As we come to the end of 2016, Charlie and I are going to be revisiting some of our favourite albums of the year. Doesn't get much better than Kate Trinata with You're the One there. Sid featuring on his debut album, 99.9%. Smooth production styles reflect the growing group of producers who are mastering this blend of funk, hip-hop, dance, jazz. No doubt you'll find a couple of tracks in the hottest 100 this year with the name Kate Trinata attached to it. Very exciting times. All right, Zachy. So right now, live in the studio... Uh, we're joined by a special guest and good friend, Beth Yeoman. Beth, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks, Charlie. For, so for the people tuned in, Beth is a 23-year-old freelance journalist with a passion for good food, enlightening travel and peanut butter, as we all do. At least that's what I got from your Instagram page. That's what I call Melbourne, I believe. Mm-hmm. We have seemingly visited and reviewed every bar, cafe, food truck and foodie hotspot in this great city of ours. You're now writing for, for publications such as Broadsheet and Smudge Eats. How does it feel to have turned a pleasant casual outing into a career? Well, it's great to finally get to go to places and eat for free after spending so many years spending my own money on food and drinks. It's so lovely to be able to go to like high teas like I went to at the Hotel Windsor last week and go out to bars and people give you free stuff because they know you're writing good reviews about them. <laughs> what a delight. Yeah, no conflict of interest, of course. Yep. Yeah, none of that. But Beth, I wanted to ask a lot of young Australians this week, as I'm sure you and the listeners are aware, have just received their ATAR results maybe influencing you know, what they're going to do next year, how they see the next five years. They could be stressing, they could be chilling out. But if my memory serves, journalism wasn't your first career path. 
I was just wondering where you were headed straight after school and, and how that's changed. Yeah, so halfway through year 12, I got accepted into a cadetship with KPMG, <coughs> signed up for commerce at Melbourne, and I was set on becoming an accountant, funny enough. Oh, sounds and like a thrill. What it a, sounds what a thrill. so exciting. <laughs> Who would study that? <laughs> <laughs> and then I decided to take a gap year. I'd always wanted to do it. So I went to Peru, America, and a bit of Europe, travelled for a whole year. About halfway through the year, I was like, oh, God, I do not want to be an accountant. I do not want a desk job. So I called up KPMG, said, out of here. Don't really feel like doing this anymore. Yeah. Um, unenrolled from Melbourne Uni. And then when I got home, I re-enrolled for an arts degree and wow. completely changed where I was going. How did Dad take that? Um, not well. My dad is an accountant, so he <laughs> was really happy that I was taking the same path as him. Um, but I feel like he was really supportive in me changing to journalism because he knew that's what I wanted to do. Oh, fantastic. Charlie, are you taking any notes, mate? Uh, no, not currently. Uh, accounting? Uh, accounting? advice later. Maybe not the best. Um, <laughs> so, Beth, after your gap year uh, and obviously the travel blog, oh, the places you'll go and a change in degree, uh, what inspired That's What I Call Melbourne? So when I was in Peru, I lived in a little town called Pisac, and every weekend we used to travel into Cusco, which most of you guys know for Machu Picchu. Mm. And I found that, you know, after four months living in Peru, that I knew every corner of Cusco. I knew where to find the best tamales and where to go get the best juice from the best market. And it made me realise that I knew absolutely nothing about Melbourne. So when I came back, I was like, I've got to break out of my little bubble that I live in in the suburbs <laughs> and go visit some cafes because that is Melbourne essentially. And I thought the best way to do it was to start a blog because when you start a blog and people follow you, you feel like you've got a responsibility to please the audience, even if you have like two or ten followers. So I started going once a week to cafes just to, you know, try and see different suburbs of Melbourne and then just sort of expanded from there. Oh, amazing. I mean, what a way to sort of build a portfolio as well. And I guess has that is that what's led into you working for, for guys like Broadsheet and, and Smudge? Is that what they look at as as potential, I don't know, yeah, as a portfolio of work? Yeah, so when I um, hand in my resume, I always put um, a little cover letter and explain what I do with my travel blog and also my um, food blog. And often it's the first thing they bring up in interviews. They're just like, we looked up your food blog. It's really great. It's a portfolio of what you know and it shows how passionate you are about the food industry as well. Oh, cool. So uh, what is the next uh, challenge for you, Beth, and what does 2017 hold? So I'm going to continue all my freelancing for Broadsheet and Smudge, but I actually am going to move into television journalism. So that's wow, my, next, fantastic. my next step. So I've just been accepted into a postgrad at RMIT um, to do television journalism and hopefully do some great internships with Channel 9 and 7 and see where I go from there. Congrats. That's fantastic. Is that something you've always wanted to do? or? Um, yes. I, it got put on hold for a little bit, but when I was 14, I used to tell everyone I wanted to be Livinia Nixon because I wanted to be the <laughs> weather girl. Who doesn't want to be Livinia Nixon? She's got it, she's got it made. Oh, what, she, getaway, postcards, yeah. for sure. Yeah, she's on the game shows as well. I was like, I just got to be her when I'm older. Temptation. Just, I'd do anything. Temptation. That's where, yeah, that's, that was when show. I was 14. Oh, that was the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then I went through a phase where I was like, Carrie Bickmore, is my idol. So put it on hold, but back back on that bandwagon now. Amazing. I love it. I love how it always comes full circle. Yeah. yeah. Charlie, you always wanted to be an actor. Is that still... I think that's still a possibility. It's I still mean, open? I, I do plan to move to the US at some stage. So I think, you know, uh, accounting or marketing, it can fall to the wayside. <laughs> if, 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 if it fizzles out. Yeah, yeah, if I get an agent and get a little set up, I might you know, be laughing. <laughs> so the, the majority of Bradley jobs Cooper. you look at, look for an overseas you know, LA office, and then you can uh, branch out. But I think it's a... It's a long way off, but nothing wrong with dreams. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with dreams. Heard it here first, Charlie King, uh, inspirational poster. <laughs> Charlie King, nothing wrong with dreams. Um, okay, I've got some quick fire questions to allow us to really get to know 
Beth Yeoman, the foodie. Mm-hmm. Especially for people out there who are thinking, oh, Beth sounds good, yep. but am I going to follow her? Yeah. Does she exactly. have my taste? That is the final straw. So, Beth, we're going to fire off some questions. First thing that come to Charlie and I's mind, um, you're going to give just the first thing that comes to your mind. Ooh, okay. There's no pressure. There's no wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. But don't get it wrong. All right. All right. Quickly, Ready. let's roll. Chapel Street or Smith Street? Chapel. Smash Davo or Cheeseburger? Oh, Smash Davo. Come on. Sure. It's Melbourne. Coffee of choice. Oh, Magic at the moment. Oh, delightful. Regular milk. Carlton Draft or Bogues Draft? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> uh, best date spot in Melbourne for this summer? Ooh, um, that's a, that's a that's very a really tough hard question, one. I'm just man. trying to think. Um, mm. I think it's some sort of rooftop. Yeah. Goldilocks. Oh, nice call. Yeah. Uh, Matt Preston or Manu? Oh, Matt Preston. Matt Preston. Yeah, oh, really? A bit of hesitation there. Back every time. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's, she's made the right choice. Uh, Guys, espresso. Oh. <laughs> no, you I go. Hold on, we got to go for the drink preference. Oh, the espresso drink martini preference. or aperol spritz? Oh, espresso martini. Well, that's all seasonal. Negroni, really. You would say you would say seasonal. No. Nah. Espresso is a preferred summer drink. You're not going to espresso oh. in Jan. Well, I'm going to... It's never a bad time for that. espresso martini. That's very well said. I know that. <laughs> well, <I'm> saying, <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> Charlie, I think I'm going to go with that's what I call Melbourne over CK no inspiration. Glad we established. Best that Mr. Guys, Beth is going to be sticking around, for with us, sticking around with us to join us for the first on-air review on Zach and Charlie after our cheeky date this morning at Higher Ground. Right now, you've got DD Dumbo. This is Zach and Charlie on Sin 90.7. Utopia defeated the debut album of D.D. Dumbo, winner of Triple J's album of the year. Satan was the name of that particular track, one of the most talented musicians we've seen in recent times. Unafraid to push boundaries and only just getting started. You're here with Zach and Charlie. We're too young to fail here on Sin 90.7. Joined by a Melbourne freelance lifestyle journalist herself, Beth Yeoman. Now, Beth, before this interview started, we all went out for a delicious breakfast at higher ground we did cafe and also well-known song by stevie wonder great track <laughs> relatively new hotspot uh for melbourne-based breakfast uh mm-hmm. the perfect spot to see beth in action so firstly beth we want to get your views on higher ground how you scoped it out how you felt it what you look for when you go into say a food review and what maybe the, what what the, are the intangibles yeah yeah exactly and uh, us, us the layman yeah what are we should be what should we be looking for in the future um, then right after that, I've got another question that I want to follow you up with. But well, first, we'll get you your opinion on higher ground. Let's get your take. Okay. Well, before I go to cafes, I normally actually look up the menu before I get there. Smart. Because I normally I'm incredibly indecisive, and I like to know exactly what I want before I get there. Uh-huh. Also, I like to judge the menu, and if there's nothing that really takes my not you're gonna, out. You're not, not even going, going in. Not even going to give it a try. Door. Quite smart, because then you can engage with the person you're sitting with. Don't have to worry about the menu, because the menu is always quite a stressful experience. I think we can all agree on that. Plus, if you're on a date and you look at the menu and you go bang, that says, "I'm competent. I'm smart. I know what I want." Decisive. Decisive. Yep. 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 And it's awful when you spend like half an hour trying to pick, and everyone's trying to have a conversation, and you're just left out. So. And then you I end up getting fruit toast or bircher, and yeah. everyone yeah. judges you. And all the yeah. food envy you have, it's just not worth it. So you just got to pick in advance. Maybe look on Instagram, see what the food looks like beforehand. Yeah. Kids, do your research. <laughs> worse than all the research. <laughs> food envy. It's killer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I also like to look at like who owns it. For example, like High Ground. It's owned by the Top Paddock and Kettle Black sort of group. Great plug. You know that um, it's going to be, you know, good coffee and, you know, great presentation and great food and, you know, a lot of attention to detail. So mm. that's why I picked High Ground. Fantastic. And uh, 
How many thumbs up? Do you do a thumbs up system or do you do an out of five? Do you do out of a hundred? Do you like rotten Mich- tomatoes? Michelin three star rating? What's the... Yeah, what's the yeah I haven't really started on a rating system yet. More just like I give a bit of a lengthy paragraph of my opinions for each Instagram post. What about the hands up emoji? Like the praise yeah, emoji? Yeah, a lot of those. A lot of, a lot um, of praise emojis. Yeah, yeah sure. a lot of praise emojis. A lot of this one. I don't really know what you call it. Like the... the, 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 uh, the that's the great two, one. Yeah, like yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, a lot of those. A lot of little dancing Spanish girls. Ah, uh, delicious. Um, yeah, 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 mm, yeah. yeah, like it's with a lot stuff. of... Um, now... I think, Zach, we had the review. We did have the review, yes, but there is another thing that I wanted to ask Beth, and this is kind of off the reservation, but as someone who was just out with Charlie and I, we've got a bit of a long-standing rivalry as to who is the date master out of the big man and myself. Back in the annals of history. Yeah, (laughs) this goes goes way, way back to, you know, like year eight. Heading to a movie, usually Spider-Man 3, I think, was our first double date. Gary, what was it, Geelong? That's what we're talking. That's how yeah, long ago yeah. it was. Yeah, this is, well, yeah, this is before Hawthorne won a premiership. It's huge. The, the current saga. Yeah, and I guess we wanted to see who you thought was the best. Yes, there is a long-standing rivalry between Zachary and I as to who is the true date master. Now, obviously, it was a very casual hangout this morning, but we think you would have been able to gather enough information to figure out who would be the better date. So what were your initial thoughts? Well, Charlie did get there early, which is always a good thing. You oh. want to be there before your date, but in and saying I that, the lounge set up. I didn't just go to the normal table. You did I picked pick the something lounge. interesting, changing up a little bit. But Zach and I did arrive at the same time, so I suppose True. that's not the worst thing. He wasn't no. late. Mm. Um, you'd ordered a latte, just a <laughs> very basic latte. I did eat prior. Charlie mm-hmm. just so had a latte. Obviously, well planned. Very well planned. Yeah. Sitting there sipping his latte by himself, mm. but. Charlie chose not to eat, which mm. made both Zach and I feel very uncomfortable. I, I feel cool. like as awkward as you did, Ben. Cool. Cool. Christmas presents, mate. <laughs> and <laughs> money that Saving for Noosa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to save for all those coffees up there. Yeah, exactly. Mm. exactly right. Absolutely. So, you can, so basically, you didn't have breakfast with us, so you could treat the miso when you go to Noosa. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing red ticks, uh, red crosses, well, sorry, all coffee. over Beth's review. Oh, I thought it was just coffee. Well, We're see, going out with that's what I call Melbourne. We I've, did plan a brunch. Yeah, well, you know. I think we're all excited Not for reading that. text messages properly. Not a good date start. <laughs> <laughs> Choice of meal. Obviously, Zach takes the cake for that one. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Self-competition. Also, coffee order. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, what other categories have I got off the top of my head? Body language? Oh, well, Charlie chose the giant couch option and mm. was very relaxed, spread out. It was also very uncomfortable for Smile. you and I to eat because we were eating off coffee tables mm. as yep. opposed to a normal table. Because yeah. so, yeah. he thought about himself because he didn't want breakfast. He's exactly. like, let's sit on the couches. <laughs> so you've got to think Smooth. of everyone else in this situation. <laughs> well, he has not done well this morning. <laughs> Yeah, not not glowing reviews, no, Charlie, no, no, no. but Fantastic. you did all right. Well, I, th- I think uh, I think that says it all. Sometimes it's better to uh, not say anything than uh, say something mean. So, yeah, exactly. I think, uh, Charlie, out of the date master conversation, mm, completely yeah. out of it. A huge thank you for you to coming on to the, for coming on to the show, having some fun with us this morning. Um, you've got a great story to tell, and we really wish you all the best with your future, um, particularly with your broadcasting and your further study. And guys, if you want to check out Beth's work. Hit, us, hit her up on uh, Broadsheet, Smudge, or check out That's What I Call Melbourne on Instagram. Thanks, Thanks Beth. Um, coming up next, Chance All Night. You are here with Zach and Charlie. Chance the Rapper with All Night. A lot of people very excited to see him over New Year's at festivals like Beyond the Valley and Field Day. Speaking of festivals, Chaz, uh, 
I don't know if you were under a rock last weekend, but uh, the people at home might have heard that Meredith was happening. Charlie was there for the second time. Mate, how'd you find it? Now, Zach, obviously, uh, look, I had a great time. All right, I'm not going to say it was a buzz. It was a, no, sorry. It was a fizzer. <laughs> it wasn't a fizzer. It wasn't a fizzer. It wasn't a fizzer. So I attended this event about two years ago with a group of about seven or eight. And okay. good vibe. It was probably my first festival. Bit of a different crowd, older people, some families are there. Yeah. When you're really kind of uh, out of your element, you get a bit weirded out when you see like a, a little kid just walking through the festival. It's like quite normal to see on a Friday night. Yeah. Um, and for me to get into a festival, I really need to know the acts back to front. Uh, yeah, that's definitely you're, – you're very much a, a fair weather festival goer. Yeah. I'm not your uh, – I'm your top 40. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Beth made reference to me liking Sexual, the song. I don't know if you know it. <laughs> Uh, yep, and no. Starving, I just really enjoy just those, you know, little boppy kind of tunes. Um, and I guess, obviously not knowing the entire set list back to front, I find it hard to engage. So we arrived on the Friday morning quite early, about 5 a.m. Yeah, okay. We left at 5 a.m., arrived about 9, actually, sorry. I was going to say 5.30, a bit uh, early. A bit early. And uh, I didn't drive. A, a mate of mine obviously had the Land Rover Defender, so I bit the bullet and said, you know what, I'll snooze in the back. Look after the stuff because the stuff gets a bit clustered at the back. You want to be able to make sure it's all stable. Yeah, sounds so like he can, do, he can do the driving. Uh, so doing the heavy lifting as always. And I guess we had our first major decision of the weekend was we were stuck in a convoy with about seven or eight different cars. Right. And this, this required a lot of coordination and planning. Mm. So we're lining in line. We're waiting there. And a mate of mine, Luke, looks at me and uh, almost with just this uncanny resolve, mm. just essentially saying, let's crack open that first tin. Oh. And this is about eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, there's no uh, better feeling. There's no better feeling. Yeah. And you want to start the, the sunrise tinny. Right. Exactly right. So, a bit of deliberation required because we're stuck in this convoy waiting line. And if we essentially lose our spot or someone goes around us, you've lost your spot, you lost your convoy, you lost your whole camping group. Yeah, 100%. It's that's a big that's issue. where you get ruins... everything is in line. You need to set up the tents back to front next exactly to the cars, right? right? People Just are waiting for the people to enter at home. the festival yep. in a nice sequential line. But I'm thinking, you know, my throat's a little bit dry. <laughs> <laughs> I got to wet the whistle. I got to wet the whistle a bit. Yeah. You know, and, and Luke made it clear. Luke of mine is, is the, big, the biggest sloth you'll ever meet. He just lives off sleep. He just really can just operate with minimal resources and just doesn't mind a snooze. Yeah. So he's he's in the front seat. He's he's busy. He's got you know he's on his phone. And I'll, I've given the role of the beer collector. That's my <laughs> thing. So I get out of the car. And How did you deal with all these responsibilities? By I don't know. The way? I mean, this is and Henry, astounding. our mate, just says, stay in the car. God damn, we're going to lose our spot. All you have to do is just sit there and relax. We'll be in there in half an hour. I said, Henry, it's not happening. <laughs> we are getting out, having a tin. It's in the back. It's all sorted. Get out of the car. Dislodge three MBs. Nice and warm. Doesn't matter. But we're sorted. Yep. Table off the roof. Falls down ever so slightly with... The camping equipment. So everything's falling. Everything's off the roof. essentially falling out of the uh, the Land Rover, <laughs> and I see. I can just see Henry with his head out the window, yelling, "Get in the goddamn car!" So I'm just essentially clutching at straws, grabbing all this crap, and I'm literally in the back seat. And by the time I've got back to my seat, we've lost about eight car spots. It's all over, and that was all over. So essentially, I guess they could really wrap up the weekend in terms of coordination. Yep. Um, and then the general festival really was just. Uh, it was just kind of a, it was a bit of a snooze fest, to be honest. I caught up on some sleep and uh, I saw a few acts. It was good to see. But yeah. uh, apart from that, it was pretty crazy, pretty cash. <laughs> but I do recommend going. I do recommend going. Oh, my God. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it seems like you would have loved it. That's <laughs> this is why you don't get an accountant to review a, yeah. uh, a music festival. Yeah. Who was your favourite act? 
Uh, Ross Wilson. He sang Eagle Rock by Daddy Cool from the 70s. Oh, yeah. And he made an appearance. And uh, that was the one song I knew, I think. So that was really the the, uh, the game breaker I for think me. you're the most honest Meredith Festival goer ever. Yeah. There are a lot of people who go there and tell me that it is just the chillest, most fun, yeah. super trendy. Yep. Everyone there, there's a no dickhead policy. Exactly. Everyone's super chill. Yep. Did you find that or were you just- I found that super chill. Um, um, was it too chill for you? Is that why you were asleep? Yeah. I kind of took advantage of the chill. How much did you much. sleep? What was the sleep to being awake ratio? Sleep. Uh, the sleep to dancing, about 70-30, I'd say. 70 sleep. Yeah. Wow. Eh? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> spent 800 bucks to sleep in a tent with a sleeping bag doesn't zip. <laughs> was it a good snooze? <laughs> yeah, it was a good snooze. <laughs> I had uh, money, money well spent. I think uh, wise investment. But I do have pitch in March, which should be a lot, a lot better because I know one of the artists there. I know client... Client liaison. liaison, so that should be pretty cool. Pitch has one. Of, uh, I thought you were going on about how it's got the best lineup you've seen. Yeah. Oh, is that because you know one client. artist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do me for three days. Charlie King, uh, Triple J, reporting uh, live. <laughs> we love music. <laughs> oh my god, unreal. Um, guys, coming up, we've got a cute or crazy that is desperate for our attention. We need to help out the people. If you've ever got any questions that you want to send in to. Charlie or myself, hit us up on Instagram at Zach and Charlie or send us an email if you're uh, still running Windows 98. It's Zach and Charlie <laughs> at mail.com. Um, it's all coming up in a couple of minutes, as well as the pick me up the 2016 really needs. You're on Sin 90.7. You're with your boys. Have a great morning. What I would do to take away. Bloom there with his biggest track to date, Never Be Like Here, which is actually up for a Grammy Award, as well as his album itself, Skin. Um, if the Grammy judges only get one thing right on the night, let it be Floom, please. Oh, preach. He'll be playing two sold-out shows at the Sydney My Music Bowl tonight, and tomorrow for those lucky folks in Melbourne. You're with Zach and Charlie here on Sin 90.7. How is your Thursday morning? Are you chirpy yet? Feeling good? Feeling good. Mate, we've got a big, big segment coming up, and I thought we'd actually... Um, Beth was just running down the street. I gave her a call. I said, Beth, can you come back? We need your opinion. We need your advice because, yep. you know, sometimes this next segment can be a little bit boysy, exactly. a little bit too banterous, a little bit too, oh, mate, yeah, blah, blokes. Yeah. And we need just... A feminine touch. So, Beth, thank you very much for being back with us. What a pleasure. All right, boys. Happy to help. Now, Zachy, I've been looking at the emails this week, mate. Oh. And along with the, you know, the thousands, all of the offers for natural national breakfast radio positions as well. Oh, yeah. They're, they're flying in. There are other people reaching out. Uh, people who are scared. People who are uncertain. People who are asking. The game where we decide whether your partner is being uh, doing the right thing or doing the wrong thing, whether they're fit for a straight jacket or being cute as pie. Do they get the green light or the red flag? Are they cute or are they crazy? All right, so here we go. Started off with scan on boys. Unusual. That's the best way to start any that's question to Zach and Charlie. That's fine. I was just wondering if I could get a male perspective on a recent day that I've had. I don't think it's a big issue, but my friends seem to think it is. So I thought I'd write into the show to see what you think. So I recently went on a second in what seemed like a productive and enjoyable date with a guy I've been seeing briefly. The first date was great and we're getting along really well. The texting was consistent, the emojis were on point, and he seemed keen. Our second date involved heading down to a nice restaurant on Chapel. I invited him to my place back afterwards. 
I didn't want to come on too strong, but I thought, why not? We've been getting along well and strike while the iron's hot. Smart. It's mad. So we come back to my place and have a bit of fun. Oh. It's around 1am Monday morning and I go for the cuddle. <laughs> he shrugs slightly and says he has to get up for work tomorrow morning. <laughs> leaving almost instantly. I'm left feeling a little weirded out. What should I do? Was the snuggle timed too early? Oh, wowee. Um, she I don't said, know. let me know booze after that. Oh, she said, let me know booze. Wow, she's, she really is one of the boys. Got a, got a feel for her here. This is, this is hard. The... The snuggle is such an integral part of any kind of uh, relation when it comes to evenings. We need to be a bit careful on uh, morning time radio. Yeah. But man, oh man, a lot of there was a lot of distant language to start with. They said they were getting along really well. Our second date involved. So second date, go back to my place afterwards, kind of not too strong, strike while the iron's hot. I think the snuggle is validated if, you know, the act has been... Uh, Portrayed. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to defer to you quickly, Charlie. What okay, are your the thoughts? Uh, look, uh, I think it's great that she's really taken initiative. You know, mm-hmm. she said, boys, I've got this one. She's taken him back and she's, she's been assertive. I'm a big fan of if the connection's there, you establish that. Yeah. And you really take advantage. I mean, are we talking head in the, you know, head in the chest snuggle? Are we the sp- big spoon, little spoon? Are we- oh, big spoon, little spoon is a relationship. Uh, snuggle. That's Ooh, pretty okay. common knowledge. I think because unless you size each other up and then you can work out the the, the spooning, I think the one under the arm and, and with, head with, in the, the with the head on the chest yeah. is uh, is one. But from this, from all accords, I think a snuggle is established about five or six dates in. Wow. I don't think you can have that on a second date. I mean, they've already, you know, carried out a pretty adultery act. Yeah. No, I get, you know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm trying to say, Charlie, is if you're prepared to go to that level, surely a snuggle isn't so bad. You've already had that level no, of intimacy. I think it is. I think it is. Uh, it's uh, like I'm, this thing with the Christmas present, the guy we spoke about last week. Yeah. You're just taking the next step. Too f- she's gone too far. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's they've slept together, but she's gone too far by having a little cuddle into the... What I like is that he has got mer- uh, work in the morning. Yeah. Like, he's like, look, had a good time. It's all been fun and games, but I do have to he get into the office. He probably didn't to go back to hers on Sunday night afterwards. Maybe he's <laughs> taken her back and the snuggle's just another layer. Oh, wow. Beth, I think we need, uh, we need someone to... Kind a girl's of, opinion. Yeah, we need a female opinion on this one because yeah, we're a bit I'm divided. Just going to butt in there, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think cuddles maybe even come before... Said activity. I always so said what, so as well. What you're cuddling on the well, couch? Well, you cuddle on the couch movie. watching a movie. You get that level of intimacy first. But they haven't had a home date. They've always played away. They've always been at restaurants. Mm, but I feel like <laughs> if you're at the level where you're going to go home with someone, I think the cuddle is just icing on the cake. It's... Charlie, it's it's really weird. It feels like you've got, you know a lot about this story, <laughs> <laughs> like an awful lot. Never heard anything about it. Oh, okay. No, well, no. I'll let. Oh, sorry. I'll let Beth finish. It's news to me. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm siding with you, Beth. I think mm. the the cuddle is intimate, no doubt. However, th- after you know performing the act, you know the, the sacred act, and then the shrug <laughs> off to say, "Sorry, sweetie, I've got work." And also, does that say he le- leaving almost instantly, Charlie? Is that do you think that means he got up and left the apartment? Well, maybe, maybe saw the time, maybe lost track of time, and, and also we haven't factored in the fact maybe it was warm that night, you know. <laughs> No. This is December. We're not giving the benefit of the doubt. But I mentioned the month. But it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that it's December. <laughs> what a fact is here. So, are you one to cut off the snuggle if you're feeling too hot? Yes. Every, yeah. every day of the week. What about the do- you lose the doona for, first, surely? Uh, yeah. 
But I just think, I, and then the cuddle do, goes. Do you know if the doona was <laughs> in, in action in this story or not? That doesn't be specified. <laughs> the second email. Smart. Let's follow up email. Oh, man. Um, what should I do? Was the snuggles times too early? So what should she do in this position? In anyone's position where they feel like we had a connection, something happened, and then there was a big step back. Do you? Are you the one that reaches out? Do you think, Chaz? Do you I think, think you she should guy, text I think him? I think you let the guy reach out. You let the guy reach out? Yeah. What if he doesn't? That's not going to work. <laughs> brutal. Best. <laughs> Very brutal. Your take? But at the same time, if someone did that to me, I think... You that would wait for a response. I would wait yeah. just because it's very off-putting and it feels like they're not into you anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'd probably pretty, just be like, no, I don't care about them anymore. Flag. Or yeah. wait yeah. and then see if they can change my mind. It definitely is a red flag. That's very well put. Yeah. I would have said, uh, afraid of intimacy, not really yeah. into this. Yeah. 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 Cool. issues. Uh, this poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, any final yeah. thoughts, Chaz? No. no. <laughs> 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 I, uh, do you want to go to bat for him a little bit more? <laughs> the second date. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> Uh, guys, if you ever have a question for Zach and I, please do send them in, whether they be cute or crazy, or simply just uh, give us your thoughts. Give us your thoughts. Then hit us up on Instagram, at Zach and Charlie, and drop us a line. Um, we've got our Christmas present to you coming up right after Client Liaison. You're with Zach and Charlie on Sin 90.7. Off of the sophomore album there, Diplomatic Immunity, that was Client Liaison with their unmistakable synth and heavy beat sounds wildlife great track great track you're with zach and charlie here on 90.7 once again we must thank beth for being with us today. thank you so much really was a pleasure thank you boys for having me and if you guys would like to give me a follow it's that's what i call melbourne on instagram may not have as many followers as the big wigs but i do get to hang out with them thanks to smudge and broadsheet which is pretty cool that is very cool and she may not have many followers but she's got about 10 times as many as we do so (laughs) that is not here to judge it's been a pretty rough year mate uh 2016 did seem relentless. Oh, yeah. And now that Kanye and Trump have hooked up, I think the world may be over as we know it. You're not wrong, mate. It actually got me thinking the other day, how can we bring a little light into these dark times? How can we bring the people some Christmas cheer? How do we lift up the people? How? Christmas cards. Gold. Mate, millennials don't send Christmas cards, and I'm not saying that that's the linchpin of society's downward spiral, but boy, oh boy, it must be playing playing a pretty big role. Um, In light of this, I propose, Chaz, Mm. that you and I send out Christmas cards with handwritten notes to every listener who wants one. So fortunately, we should only have to write about five or six, but if you do want one, hit us up, add Zach and Charlie, send us your details. Nobel Priest Prize. Oh, yeah. We're letting the people... <laughs> let, bring, bring the peace to the people. <laughs> Shoot us a message. We'll hook you up. And if you're really keen, you can give us your personal address. We'll send you a hard copy. Um, we won't stalk you, like, much. Um, I just want to get some last thoughts on the weekend ahead, Charlie. You're going to Noosa? Noosa for the weekend, yeah. I'm off tomorrow. And, wow, wait. Uh, should be nice. What a life nice. you lead. Catch up on some sleep. So, so last week was <laughs> Meredith. <laughs> 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 a little snooze of Meredith. Fly Lost up to Noosa. Task, tan sleep. And all that money uh, saved from this morning. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> that, that one $10 breakfast. Uh, next week, guys, the last show for 2016. It's been a huge year for us. Can't wait to go out with a bang. Hit us up with any questions, queries, or qualms you may have on Instagram, at Zach and Charlie. Happy holiday, legends. We'll catch you next week, 9 a.m. Thursday on Sin 90.7.